Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. I mean, everything in life and real estate in general is always, you know, just how you deal with problems and how you react to mm. situations because shit's going to hit the fan and it's how you react to it. Yeah. And that's, that's something experience teaches you. And there's no way to teach experience than experience. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. What's up, everybody? It's Carl Sona, the host of the Free Time Podcast, and I'm so excited to be bringing you guys another banging episode Today, I am joined here in my lovely home with none other than Dave DiPietro. Yes, Dave, sir. how you doing, buddy? Thank you, Carl. Thanks for having me. Super, super excited to be here again. I thought you were going to call me lovely. <laughs> Your lovely home. I thought you were going to say lovely co-host. I mean, dude, hey, listen, you are looking quite lovely today, bro. How do you, how long does it take you to dress up in the morning? I'm just curious. You're always looking sharp. Not, not too long at all, okay. actually. You know, your, your choices are pretty slim when you're 6'6", six, six, 50 pounds, <laughs> and you know, you got to get everything tailored, and it's a little, a little expensive to do that, so. I usually like to pick out kind of what I'm feeling the night before and then wake up and the day's ready to go and then you I have your it. outfit and you're ready to smash. I yeah, love it, man. It's a little morning win. That's called preparing for success. Sometimes. That's the best we can do, huh? That's the best <laughs> we can do. Hey, listen, to give you guys some context, Dave is a, a friend of mine that I've met here in Denver that I've gotten to know over the past few months. And if I had to like sum you up in one word, Dave, it'd probably be the word expansive. And expansive, I say that- okay. I say that not just because of your obviously huge physical stature, you know, you walk into a room, everybody notices you, but your character, man, it's expansive in the sense that I think you're a person that people can easily put a label on, but you're actually like offer so much more than what would come to mind. And I know that was the case for me when I got to know you. So talk to me a little bit about who you are, right? Because you, you go around Denver parading yourself as downtown Dave. Who was downtown Dave before downtown? Yeah, no, I, I've definitely always heard kind of the, the same label that you have, expansive and taking up, you know, a lot of attention in the room and everything. And a lot of people peg me for, you know, being a arrogant kind of pompous person. They just expect that when, when they see me. Yeah. And, and it turns out that I'm not. And once I'm able to kind of diffuse that and 
you know, show that I have more to offer than that and, you know, compliment someone else or put the, get, ask them a question back, then, then I'm, I find it really easy to make friends and it, it goes hand in hand with what I do as, as a job and everything. But kind of giving you a background on, on my story, I'm a native here of Denver. Really, I can't be one of those people that blame a harsh upbringing or, you know, know how to work hard because of that. I had the best upbringing you could ever ask for. Parents are still together. I think they're going on 30 years this this next October. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, shout out to mom and dad. Uh, my dad definitely taught me how to treat a woman. My mom taught me how a woman should be treated. And and for, for that kind of standards are very high, which is which is good. Um, and they brought me up in, in the best way ever. Never forced me to play a sport. Never forced me to, you know, do anything. Mm. Always let me kind of figure everything out. But they're like, if you do something, you do it 100%. You do yeah. it 110%. You have no excuse about that. But and then once I committed to something, they really, you know, saw that through and everything. Always demanded the best of, my, of, of myself and said, you know, you're always destined for greatness. You're, you're Goliath's size, but you're David. You know, you're, you're, oh, wow. you're, you're, the, you're the great child and, and the King David. That ain't no coincidence, what man. What they always pegged for me. And uh, yeah, now I'm kind of starting to see it fulfill and everything. And they, they were the number one cause of that mom and dad, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I'm lucky in that regard, for sure. I love that, man. Um, thank you for getting a little vulnerable with, there with us. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. that I think it's just always so amazing to kind of know a little bit of about a person's background. Because, you know, in today's world, again, the labels, right, the stereotypes, we're just seeing out of a very narrow view that person in that one circumstance. But having a little bit of context always opens things up, right? And one thing that just stood out to me was this idea of you were never really nudged along by your parents. Like, they're like, hey, listen, whatever's in your heart, your mind to do, go and do that. Talk to me a little bit about how you've used that same rationale. Yeah, yeah, I will always, uh, I, I kind of owe it a little bit to the athlete mentality. And you see this, a lot of athletes are very, very successful in business because they're not scared, they're fearless, you know. In business, nothing's gonna harm you physically. Nothing's going to tax your body. You know, working through a hard deal mentally is not as hard as running, you know, gassers after practice or, you know, doing bear crawls the length of football field or anything. Like, if it doesn't tax me physically, I can't see it as being that hard. So I'm always gonna do something and always try and put myself out there. Yeah. And again, athlete mentality and, and a whole motto I kind of live my, live my life by is putting yourself on the court, be on the court, be present in your life. Um, as an athlete, you're not going to get a scholarship. You're not going to play well. You're not going to put up stats if you're not on the field physically, period. So, I mean, I take that into, into consideration in all my business aspects, friend aspects, relationship aspects, everything is putting myself out there and, and you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take just to kind of be corny. I love it. I love it. No, you're definitely an athlete in fine form, man. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, you, you remember that guy? He was a president once upon a time. I for don't us. remember <laughs> of him. But. He he has an awesome quote. Uh, it's actually like it's more than a quote. It's like a freaking dissertation, but it's called "The Man in the Arena." Yeah, are you familiar? A little, little bit. Let's give your. I mean, well, essentially, let's, let's hear your insight, yeah, yeah, Carl. No, thank you. I'd, I'd Welcome be, to the David. Podcast. I'd be happy to input. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, it's this idea of hey, listen, you know, the biggest responsibility for an individual is to get out of the spectator seats of their own life and actually input or insert themselves into the arena because it's in the arena where all the amazing battles are fought, where a man gets to slowly peel back the layers on himself and really figure out who he is, you know, in difficult times. 
And then that's where all the growth and that's where all the beautiful development happens. But it all starts from within getting yourself out of the bleachers into the arena. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, definitely a, a motto I try to try to live by and try to actually apply. And it's 100% correlation into kind of the millennial mindset and everything because you're seeing everyone do all these great things on social media all the time or, you know, you're seeing your friends go on and do all these awesome things and you're seeing that you're physically seeing that for the first time probably ever everyone's able to see everyone else's life very quick and in a second and you know everyone gets almost paralyzed from trying to do anything because they're not going to do it well enough at least you need just need to fucking do it you just need to get out there and do it and then you're at least vulnerable and at least have an opportunity for success but you have no opportunity if you don't try i know man i think social's fantastic and i love like the way you're using it and i think that there's amazing advantages right it's a tool that we should all be using but I mean, talk about that idea of like the comparison game. You know, a lot of the audience listening to this, they're like holding on the ledge of life so hard. You know, they're afraid to just jump and get in the arena because they're going in the feed and, oh my God, that person's in Bali looking amazing right now. Or that individual just proposed to their girlfriend like paragliding over like the Straits of Gibraltar. Like, you yeah. know, it's just yeah. a, it's a little snippet highlight reel. Like, can you talk to me about like how a guy like you that, looks amazing and social still manages to keep it real and keep it real for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, social is a, is a great aspect to do that, but the hardest thing is, is to keep it real. And, and the best way to gain a good, strong, if you're, you know, a businessman or woman and you're using social as a platform to, for sales, for some aspect of, of your career, you need to really be original and be yourself because that's what really does perform the whole downtown Dave kind of spinoff and everything started as on, I got it kind of as some slack as a joke and as like, oh, downtown day, like catchy real estate slogan. I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. I was like, haha. And just like kept on posting basically cool shit downtown. And then yeah. finally one of my one of my friends was like, you just need to just like change your change your username to that and just uh-huh. kind of go with it. Like deal and Doug, the car dealer dealer uh, here in Denver is a millionaire. And I was like, fuck, I'll sell out and be downtown Ooh. Dave for, you know, if, it, if that ends up me being first and kind of mind connotation with with real estate I'll, I'll do it and it's kind of caught on and it's it's fun to do and it kind of gives you a, a different aspect but i mean my whole plan and my whole you know social media marketing coordinators plan is just to keep everything real and, and authentic and and that's what that will never get exploited as oh you're not being this or you're doing too much of this if you're just real and you you're putting out always authentic unique content and that's what appeals to your viewers to your audience and your new new and uh past clients and everything yeah i know i completely agree and and i I would disagree with you i don't think it's a sellout you know you mentioned oh no no i mean well i'm I'm just like okay i'll brace it if anything that's a full-on like chips all on black like let's go in that's a double down into kind of like hey you know what i'm using the social media platform i i use it myself and i'm i'm going to be known for it you know might as well capitalize on it a little bit yeah. So let's go in a little deeper there. So I think it's so easy for people to like look at a specific space. For instance, you're in high-end residential real estate. What a sexy space, right? And you see people like the Altman Brothers, Josh Flagg, all these like yeah. crazy personalities on TV doing it. What do you say to the individual that looks at a space like real estate or social and is like, oh, nah, man, it, it's overcrowded. You know, like there isn't any room for me to like, you know, enter or penetrate and be my own unique self. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. how can they overcome that? You can say it, or I can say it, they can say it, everyone who's successful can say it. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, you have to just get out there and it's a whole, it goes back to kind of putting yourself on the court of your own life and be the man in the arena. You have to be out there and at least try, you know, be out on your own life. It starts with, you know, they'll, they'll say the same thing. You know, your sales are one sale at a time. Start out with one $300,000 place, you know, 
in some shithole and then eventually you're going up 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 and up and up and you have to start your sales somewhere mm -hmm. and there's no reason why you can't garner a following and garner attention all it takes is you know one cool video uh one cool post of content that that then you know trickles down and makes you popular but it's all about getting out there and putting out stuff that's unique and original to yourself because no one else is you okay cool so let's talk about your first real estate deal right now you're doing some pretty cool stuff the deal flows looking great you know you're kind of like a stable brand around town yeah. or at least you're, you're definitely going that direction talking about just getting started and starting somewhere walk me through your first real estate deal and just the feelings the emotions the confusion. yeah yeah so I had a I had a little bit of a unique kind of start so I was in college I was playing football up at Colorado State and was like okay I, I'm not sure tight end tight end yeah tight end up there and uh, was always big enough, just didn't have that extra step. I just didn't have that extra white boy athlete. Knees. A little, definitely <laughs> had the white boy a little bit too much in me and just didn't have that extra step. And I, I could kind of see the end of the road coming. Uh, going into my senior year, they recruited a few other JUCO tight ends. And I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to play. They're paying these guys. So I was like, okay, I kind of have to look elsewhere. The whole NFL dream was, wasn't there. You know, right. it, was, it was cool to try for it, but it just wasn't going to pan out. My brother was in real estate, saw kind of what he was doing, the connections he was making, and just had like, how it matched my personality. I didn't want to be just someone that works nine to five. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was always destined uh, for a little bit more than that and could make, you know, more than just an hourly wage. Saw what he was doing, watched Million Dollar Listing coincidentally, basically saw the cool stuff they were doing. And I was like, Danny, to my brother, I was like, I want to sell cool shit downtown, uh -huh. period. Like that is as simple as it is. He's like, okay, let me introduce you to this guy that's doing some luxury leasing that works a lot with uh, the abs and nuggets and just does kind of the cool stuff downtown. I was like, great. Met with him. He turns out he was looking for kind of a partner to bring on and a younger kind of assistant to bring on. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. I was able to work with him, graduate college, uh, went to CU Denver my last year college, so I have a CU degree, right uh, on. ironically, and uh, was able to work on with him doing a lot of high-end leasing downtown and everything, all these cool apartment buildings, they'll pay you a referral fee to bring someone in. So I was able to be that as a resource to other agents that were in sales and then also, you know, new clients and everything. So that helped kind of garner some attention and everything, then flung that into sales and kind of it all trickled down from there. But first deal I did, the first sales deal I did was with my best friend. He was buying a house, just starter house and everything and was honored to, you know, work with him. And it was, you know, going and seeing a bunch of different, different houses in an area that I wasn't familiar with. And yeah. um, it was just all about, you know, that trust and really building up that trust with your client. Luckily this was, you know, my best friend, but that whole trust aspect really helped make mm. the deal happen and everything and helped, you know, me stand out that I wasn't going to screw him over, just say, hey, take any deal and really, you know, was able to listen to their needs. I think the number one most important thing that I took away from that was listening. Listen. And really uh, people, you know, people know what they're looking for in, in real estate specifically and in, in life in general. People know what they're looking for because they're seeing it all the time. You know, people are on Zillow looking at a thousand houses every minute. It doesn't matter. You're, you're sending them stuff they've already seen. Okay. You need to just be there as a resource and be ready and available and able to kind of do your job and execute. Yeah. And that whole deal was, was fairly easy till the end. We went through our final walkthrough and uh, the radiator was leaking. And so we're at our final walkthrough and I'm like, shit, I don't know what to do. So I called the listing agent. I'm like, hey, radiator is leaking. I need it. basically in writing that this is going to be fixed as, yeah. as we close. And we close an hour later and it was, it was done. But I mean, everything in life and real estate in general is always, you know, just how you deal with problems and how you react mm. to situation because shit's going to hit the fan and it's how you react to it. Yeah. And that's, that's something experience teaches you. And there's no way to teach experience than experience. Damn. So that's, uh, <laughs> Ladies yeah, that's, and that, gentlemen, that's my two cents on Dave that. Dave DiPietro. Wow, dude. <laughs> that was awesome, brother. 
Um, problems. Problems are a constant. That's the way I look it's at good them. to have problems. It is good to have problems. What, what, what's one problem you're I facing was, right no, now? I was telling you at, uh, when, when we uh, walked home from lunch here, I was like, I was like fuck it, I'm just going to put on a suit today. This was the day I'm going to put on a suit and handle <laughs> shit. And, you know, in a, in a time where I don't necessarily have to, just had a couple kind of casual meetings. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put on a suit and handle shit today. And, yeah. and I was like, I'm lucky to have these problems. I was telling one of my managing broker, I was, wa- I was walking and I was like, I'm lucky to have clients. I'm lucky to be doing deals. I'm lucky to have shit that's hitting the fan. I'm, I'm glad to be in that scenario because, you know, there was a time when I didn't have clients and when I didn't have problems and problems are oh, wow. honestly an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree, man. I'm curious, dude. You're a high performer. That's very evident. I can tell, you know, obviously the athletic background now being in this crowded residential real estate space. Do you have any like, I don't know, I don't want to call it like pump up rituals, but like you clearly like present a great image and you have to like be a peak performer. Is there anything that you do prior to like, let's say a high level meeting or like a key showing that you like consciously do in order to like make sure that you're coming ready to freaking battle and ready, not just to battle, but to freaking play, win and dominate. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe it's uh, queen in the Porsche. I don't know. No, it's, it's not necessarily, I don't have anything like right before. Okay. Like, you know, just let's, let's fucking do this. And let's sell this. I have a whole ritual in the morning where in Ryan Searhant really probably the most successful real estate broker in the nation. Have you read this book? what he does too. No, I haven't. Okay. But that's pegged. Selling on. with Searhant. Sell it like Searhant. Yeah, yeah. I want to pick that one up. That one's on my like, list. He can sell anything, but he wakes up at four 30 every morning morning goes to the gym you know gets the hardest part out and he he's pegs it as you know i get the hardest part out of my day with mm. and now you know nothing's going to be that hard and you can just kind of it sets the tone for the day of that you're able to you know adapt to challenges and everything because nothing's going to strain you really physically okay so mentally you know you can rise to any occasion because you already kicked today's ass so yeah i always like to you know if i can wake up 4 35 o'clock in the morning that's like my stolen time you know, take an hour to eat breakfast, hang out, answer emails, watch ESPN, the whole nine there, and then go and crush a workout. And that, you know, it really sets my tone for the whole day. And that's, that's kind of my ritual that I, that I love to do. Yeah. And uh, if I don't get that done, I feel just kind of a little off. Oh, and it's, and it's definitely hard to do as, especially in, in real estate and any social kind of job, you know, you have happy hours, you have, you know, late night late meetings, nights. you know, you get a couple of whiskeys in me and I, I love, I'll go out till midnight, two o'clock <laughs> on a week, on a weekday. I'm like, my schedule is flexible, but I always feel a thousand percent better and just really have a lot more successful days. If I can get, you know, that 4.30 AM to 7.30 AM time to me to just kind of do, do my shit, handle my shit, be the best version of myself physically. Mm. And then mentally I'm able just to crush the day. I love that, man. Yeah, I love how you said, like, stolen time. Oh, I love it. There's nothing better than, and especially, like, now, kind of in the fall. So the summer's a little weird because the sun's, like, coming up with you. I love when, <laughs> dark, when it's dark out and you're getting shit done, it feels like it's stolen time. No, for sure, man. I mean, you know I'm doing the 75 hard challenge, and one of the things that I'm doing as an added later that is 5 a.m. wake-ups. Yeah. And it's so cool just going out to, like, Wash Park and still being able to see the stars, man. And it's just dead of night morning just whatever getting ahead of everything peaceful yeah totally man it's just like you and like the entire like city but like nobody's really else up besides you so it's just it's a cool like headspace to be in it's super it's it's my favorite time of the day and yeah then, but the, i mean there's some weekends where you're like up till that time too and you're like totally. what the hell like i already i did more in two hours than i did you know the whole day yeah if you're sitting on the couch on a sunday or anything so it's it's crazy yeah. what you can get done so, dude, like, how do you, like, balance everything that you do? Because obviously, like, you're very social, but you're still finding a way to, like, show up for yourself, you know, do the 4.30 a.m.s and crush it. Like, I think a lot of people listening 
and especially from a lot of comments I read on these different TED Talks that discuss like the millennial crisis, a lot of these younger people feel like they're like lazy. You know, they feel like they're just like partying and just doing that like balls to the wall, but maybe not giving their bodies or like their mindset enough not, time. And not doing it all, yeah. How do you I, keep all the balls in the air? Oh, so I, that- I struggle with that exponentially tenfold because I okay. have a very addictive personality. I'm a, I can, and that's great for some things and that's shitty for other things. And uh, it can be, I'm basically my own, I don't have any like enemies or anything because I'm my own worst enemy <laughs> or my own, you know, biggest fan and everything. And, okay. and I'm a hundred percent balls to the wall in anything that I do and working on moderation, you know, some aspect, but you know, if it's a hundred percent balls to the wall physically, if it's a hundred percent balls to the wall in a financial aspect, hundred percent, you know, giving into my job, my career, everything, or if it's a hundred percent in a relationship or a hundred percent, you know, devoting to an event or even just you know, if it's a bachelor party or whatever, like I like I will go and give it a hundred percent, and that's that's good because it evens out, you know, eventually. But yeah. um, that's definitely something I'm starting. I'm trying to learn a little bit of moderation in in the ones that uh, that aren't really benefiting you too much. But I think you know your your middle to late twenties or, or that's when you're you, that's what it's for is to figure it out, figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you, and yeah. eventually, you know, you'll start to do the stuff that work for you more and more. But it's really being being prevalent and vigilant of those things mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, limit the bad things and, and really hype up the best things. But ultimately you have to be a, the number one supporter and fan of you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think working out and eating healthy and, you know, being active in my life period, you know, in just my emotional, physical, um, spiritual relationships really helped me, you know, kind of fulfill that and keep putting my best foot, my best foot forward, yeah. even though my other foot's trying to drag me back. <laughs> that's a great analogy, man. And, and I think that's where it's super important to realize that like, you know, it's never going to look perfect. No, yeah, it never no. is. It's like a continuous sliding scale where one foot forward, maybe a few back. And I think people like beat themselves up too much. Yeah. Maybe it kind of goes back to like, you know, when we're in grade school, it's like, we're like freaking penalized for like getting that answer wrong on the quiz or the exam. And we just see it as such like a finite thing. And, just but like, there's just so many people that aren't even trying. I so know. It's just like, I mean, I, I give I give applause and kudos to anyone who tries anything new. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that just really puts himself out there. So let's like just like try to like drill in on that. Like I'm really big yeah. on actionables. If you had to give like just like three actionable, implementable tips to somebody that like needs to try something new, they already know that it's time for a change. How can they like, you know, take the training wheels off? Just like three actionable things that have worked for you. If you have yeah. to distill start that. number one, start your day early. Okay. Start your day earlier. You know, if you're, if, if you are looking for a new job or want to start a new job or get a career and you know, something else, start your day early, get all your shit done. So you, that you can't have the excuse of saying, I don't have enough time during the day. Dude. Get Whether, whether it be, you know, yoga in the morning, working out, reading, whatever gives you that you time. And yeah. I, I read uh, somewhere, it was some like viral meme or something. Yeah. And it was like, give yourself an hour of your day. You know, that's, that's 5% of your day. Whether that be that, that one hour to yourself could be playing a video game. It could be reading. It could be, you know, um, meditating, working out, whatever that is. Give yourself that hour. And I like to give myself that hour early so yeah. that I'm able to kind of attack the day and everything. Yeah. That's the number one so that you can think clearly and actually take action. Um, number two, I would, I would say actually taking action. Okay. You know, seek out who... Um, I mean, what I did in real estate was I sought out who was doing what I wanted to do. Ooh. And, you know, imitation is flattery. So might as well imitate them if they're doing something right. You know, so if you want to start a new career, 
reach out to someone who's the best at, at doing that, that, that you respect and admire. And yeah. ask to, you know, if it's, if it's a really corporate career, ask to just shadow them for the day. I'm sure they'll be honored and we'll definitely take that with you. Hey, can I take you to lunch and pick your brain on that? Yeah. Um, really, really dwindle down, you know, creating a relationship with people as humans. Cause at the end of the day, and I think that that this is the athlete mentality too, is everyone, you know, is just a human basically. Uh-huh. And especially in a business setting, no one's going to physically hurt you, you know? So might as well just, you know, ask, ask that person, meaning ask that person on a date, ask, do, do whatever, I love it. you know? Yeah. Um, that, that would be two, three. Shoot. This is a hard question. You're doing fantastic, Dave. Well, I think three would be hold yourself accountable, you know, write down. And I know that this is something you do some aspect of what do you do? Like five, five goals in a day or what, what, what's yeah, your, yeah, you're yeah. better at this than me. And I've, I've tried to do it and I kind of do it to some extent, like bullshit me way on my yeah. phone, scribbling through my notes, but really write stuff down and look back at the end of the day or just have a checklist that you're deleting stuff. Cause that little sense of sense of uh, mm-hmm. gratification helps. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing's called the power list. I didn't invent it. It came from a guy called Andy Frisella. You can check him out at the MFCEO project, but essentially it's just like five, like small actual items. I think a lot of times, you know, we want to summit the freaking mountain immediately. Like, no, it starts with one step after the next. So I just have five things that I've got to get done by the end of the day in order to call it a win. And so the whole goal is to win the day so that you can ultimately That's something string I up enough wings to like win the week. But the cool thing is like by taking the time, and I love how you talk about this sacred solid time, one hour, I can intentionally scribble down what it is I need to get done. And then I kind of personally feel on the hook. Like it's kind of like my own reflection of myself, like my own perception of my ability to like stay true to my word by writing it down. So sure. that, that's Absolutely. helped me out. And are those things all business things or are those personal so it's like one of of the things like workout dude it could be it could be call mom i love my mom but i don't always want to talk to her i don't know about you like sometimes i'm a sales guy and i'm doing a thousand and one different things on top of that like i'm just mentally taxed but like mom's been in like my freaking texts like unopened she's been hitting me up it's like call mom and that's a personal relationship that like obviously i don't want to neglect neglect i don't know how much time i have my mom so it could be something like that it could be right now it's 75 hard like i could show you mine dude let's see today Today says, uh, so complete day 36 of 75 hard. Do some, that's always a win. Yeah, it's a huge win. Do some paper trading. Did that. Made $850 in 45 minutes. Hit me up in a DM if you want to know how to do that. Business plan for Q4. Have a rock star uh, meeting with Adam and a great podcast with Dave. And then do an outline for the digital course I'm working on. So just simple things, you know, just trying, just trying to like cross them off. And, but they got to be things that like progress. Are attainable. You. They're attainable, yeah. And then you you do it more and like more. You see the wins, yeah. Brush my teeth, and it's like, damn. All right, I brushed my teeth today. I made my bed. Like, let's go. I'm freaking a bad motherfucker. You're starting out the day. I know that there's, and I try to apply it. Um, but like people that just make, and I think it's it's a Navy SEAL that that said it. But like, make your bed every day. And yeah. Just start the day with a win, just like that, you know. Dude, and the funny thing is, like, people might hear this, like, you know, this banter we got going on, and, and just like kind of like scoff it off. But it's like, all right, bro, like what's working for you right now? Like maybe it's worth a try. If you're waking up every day and leaving your bed unmade and coming in that, it like, just kind of is a, is a whole, is a whole start of the day. Yeah, totally, yeah. man. Speaking of, I, th- I think I have laundry on my floor. I need to put away. <laughs> this literally just motivated, <laughs> motivated me to do that. Jeez. I love it, man. I love it. All right, dude. So we're transitioning here in this part of the yeah. interview. I'd love to know, and we've kind of touched on this, but I'm a big believer that, you know, we can feel like the resistance in life towards things that we don't want to do, but like things that we know we need to do. Maybe going up to that girl and saying hello, maybe making that extra call to a prospect. When, when those moments happen for you and you just don't really feel like doing it, 
How do you like do it anyways? I'm just curious. Yeah, I guess I, I do do it a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I think it's all a confidence builder. You do, things, you do things that give you confidence. I, you know, wake up early in the morning because I can, I'm an early bird person uh-huh. and that gives me confidence. And then, you know, I go and work out. That gives me confidence. You know, I go today, I put on a suit because I needed a like, came back from a bachelor party on Sunday from New Orleans. And yesterday was not very productive. Sunday scaries? Yeah, I had the Monday scaries. Oh, my God. And today I, today I woke up, felt good, you know, crushed everything in the morning. I was like, fuck it, I'm putting on a suit today. That, get, that gives me confidence, you know. Yeah. It's really about the way that you carry yourself. And, you know, especially on, I find it the, the hardest thing for me just to be transparent and everything is, is the phone. I'm bad at phone calls. Okay. I'm, I trip over myself. It's really weird. I can talk to anyone in person because I like that, you know, human engagement. I can go up to, you know, any woman, talk to her, anything like that. But a phone call, prospecting, hard <laughs> for me. But I still do it anyway because I've had success in it. Yeah. And I think really experiencing things that give you confidence really help. And, you know, it's all about how you carry yourself. If you go into this call, you know, I sometimes say to myself, like, you know, let's kick ass on this call. Like, go in, like, you know what? This is going to be a good call. And you start getting a couple going, you're like, okay, at least they answered, you know? And then you're, and then you're getting on a roll. And I think it's getting on a roll, really boosting your confidence and being your own best fan. Uh, I think a lot of people, you see the most confident people are the most successful people in, in business and sales and in life and relationships because yeah. they're confident and they're out there. Yeah. You know, they may not be the the smartest they may not be the best looking they may not be the you know most driven anything like that but they have the most confidence and there's no reason why you shouldn't have confidence and someone else should dude i completely struggle with the phone thing too yeah. i'm a sales guy i think for me i get it for my dad man my dad was always a sales guy and he'd always like pace around and like i have to do the same thing too and i think it's because i'm missing that those visual cues like I, i'm so big on just like body language and like the energy you can see you know, like someone will listen to me you know in a normal yeah. in a setting anytime you know but on the phone there's just, it's just you know, know. It has a bad rap with it too but then you get you know it's just it's just way less conversion but you get you know that one two people that answer and you're like shit oh, this yeah that's why I'm really big on like Zoom now. I don't know if you're ever, ever able to do that with your clients or like there's a cool thing called BombBomb too. Yeah, yeah. But I use BombBomb a ton. Use bomb, you know, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Especially with, uh, I get a lot of like cold leads through Zillow and everything that, you know, they're inquiring about a house they see, press connect agent who calls me. Um, I like to send a bomb bomb after I talk to them like, hey, you know, it's David DePetra just showing, you know, that I'm a real person, really excited to help you with this process. And, and you know, I just wanted to give you a name to the face. Hope you have a great day. Love it. You know, it's just that little thing. Or even I've seen people just, you know, take a quick video of them, tech, like a text video of, of themselves and send it over or even just a text follow up. It's just constant communication. You got to but you really got to realize what works for you. And and, you know, I'll I'll try to take more in-person meetings than you know, over the phone meetings and everything. And it's really learn, learn yourself in that regard. When you wake up, like, let's say, for instance, on a Sunday morning, scaries are starting to, like, set in. Because it happens to all of us. You know, the doubt, the fear, all these different... Like, I'll never have a sale again. Literally. Ever. I do that every closing I have. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to sell. I literally get more scared because, you know, now you're not looking forward to that thing anymore and you're no, on to the next, on to the next. But that's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. And so wh- where I was going, in addition to that, is... Um, this idea of, you know, having these emotions come in that you don't really necessarily want to face head on and just being like so quick to like blame it on something else external, you know, or like kind of like embodying the victim mentality. Like, do you ever catch yourself playing out the victim? And, and if so, like, how, oh. do you, how do you handle that? Because yeah. our, our generation loves, you know, we're, we're, we're quote unquote entitled. I'm just sure. kind of curious about how you handle your own entitlement because, it, you know, it's a human yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate so much. It's a pet peeve of mine is playing the victim card. Uh-huh. So if I ever find myself, you know, doing that, 
a lot of the times, you know, it is on a Sunday or if it's like if I'm feeling lazy and, you know, don't I, I incorporate a lot to like going to the gym and everything. But I find that that's the one in a business, any sort of business you're not really responsible for. You know, if someone wants to, I can't be the person to buy a house for me. The other person has to make the decisions for me. So yeah. when another person's making the decisions all the time, if I have that one thing that I can control, uh-huh. which is going to the gym and moving my body, then I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm not the victim right now. I have control yes. of this. I'm going to take control of this. Or it's, you know, it's, a, you know, that's dirty in my apartment. And I'm just going to take yeah. control. And I'm, I feel, you know, I switch the victim mentality to more of a, hey, I'm lucky to be in control of this. Or, totally. You, you know, I'm going to handle something. Yeah. And it's all, I think it's, you know, going back to then building confidence and little wins in the day. If, if you need a bunch of little wins, if you need to start out those five goals at 50 goals, like, hey, wake up, make my bed brush my teeth, eat a healthy breakfast, you know, do all this, these different things, just stack up wins, whatever gives you momentum and confidence. Mm-hmm. You need to keep riding that. And, you know, you're a measure of the things that you do constantly right? and that you always do. So if you're, you're the victim mentality comes in, but you're usually, you know, getting shit done and everything, you'll catch yourself real quick and being like, you know what, let's go handle it. Dude, I love it, man. I mean, it's, it's so important to like, just like cease back control that of which you can control. Yeah. Cause there's so much shit that you can't. Yeah, man. You know, everybody's chasing purpose and fulfillment. I think it's kind of like our, uh, it's our human purpose in my mind to like, you know, be put here on this earth or, you know, hopefully we're all blessed being here on this earth, but to like go after purpose and fulfillment with intention. What does living a purposeful life look like to you? Or what is that for you? I think making the most of my potential. Okay. You know, it's always, it's always because I'm blessed with, you know, being healthy, being happy, being prevalent in my life, having, you know, a great job, great family, everything. And it's real, my biggest fear is not realizing potential. And it's, you know, as you get older, the more and more further along you get, you know, you're realizing, hey, I'm either living up to my potential, exceeding my potential or not living up to it. You know, I'm everyone in my field is, you know, a lot older than me. And they're like, oh, you're so young and you're doing so well and everything. And now, you know, it's like, look in the mirror, you're not 23 anymore, 25, you have to be producing. So Mm -hmm. it's a big driver for me is just realizing potential. And really that's, that's my biggest fear and driver at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. I have I have no doubt in my mind you're gonna realize that potential, man. You're freaking yeah. It's dude. always con- but it seems like that potential that you know potential and bar keeps getting higher. And I think yeah. everyone you ask probably Bill Gates, it's a privilege, Warren, Warren Buffett, they're probably still saying that they're striving for something. You know, you you never really settle anything. Yeah, and I think that that's a personality type that you know an entrepreneur and someone who wants to be successful has to have. Yeah, because dude. that's the thing that drives you. Totally, man. I could talk to you all day, man. I know you got some listings coming up here in the next hour, hour and a half or so, but. Real quick, before we kind of get into our last, you know, random round of fun fact questions, where can people follow your journey, man? Like, where are you hanging out online and stuff? Maybe there's a young guy or a girl out there that wants to break in to yeah, real estate and it, sees you as a good mentor. Where yeah, I, I do a ton on Instagram. I think that that's the biggest driver for myself and what I do as a business and then also showing a personal life. So follow me on Facebook, Instagram, everything. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a nice little uh, link to Dave's handle, Downtown Dave. Downtown Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's I love the whole driver in that. We'll have that, we'll sure. have that down there for sure. All right, Dave. So we're going into our random round. I call it the free time five, just kind of a random thing that I like to do to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, first question, man, what's your favorite thing to do in your downtime, in your, in your free time? That's like a leisurely activity. I think hang out with the people that fulfill me the most. I okay. really took a kind of step back the past 
shoot, maybe a couple months, just be like, hey, how are, like, in, in what I've done, building up career and relationships and everything, I've been like, okay, like, what can I offer to this person? Kind of been able to take a step back, be like, what, who are the relationships that offer me something, oh. you know? So I've been able to hang out with, you know, my, I have a close set of friends that we've been friends with since middle school, some of them elementary school. Yeah. So I'm like, I spend a little bit more time with them. I've tried to spend a little bit more time with my family. So uh, things I like to do in my free time is, you know, anything with hanging out with a relationship that, you know, gives me something back to and really focusing on yeah. the way I feel with, with the people that, that mean a lot to me and really finding that time to, you know, just kind of relax for a second. Yeah, no, I think that's and that could be doing anything. That could be watching a movie. That could be, you know, even going out and getting fucked up. Like that, that could be, that sure. could be the same thing. No, thanks for keeping it real, man. I, mean, I think it's a great point. I think that like everybody should audit. We all audit. need to cut loose. Everybody, yeah, we all need to cut loose for sure. And everybody should audit their relationships. Like the people around you should give you some genuine energy, you know, in some way, shape, or form. They should be feeding you in if some you're, way. If you're giving all the time, you know, if, if, if those people aren't, you know, beneficial for you and making you feel bad, you yeah. shouldn't hang out with them. You only have X amount of free time. Yeah, dude, I'm obsessed about like the power of choice, like how like, you know, at a moment's notice, one decision, one way or the other, like can completely alter, you know, your destiny. So talk to me today about one choice, right, big or small, that you had to consciously make that you felt would progress you closer towards some of your goals. One choice. I consciously I'm had curious. to get up at 4.30 this morning. Okay, and there you go. the biggest driver for me with doing that was like, hey, I was... Kind of lazy all day yesterday. I had a bunch of like unpacking shit to do and yeah. just maintenance stuff from missing a weekend. And I like woke up, looked at my, I like kind of woke up with my alarm at 4.30 and was just ready to fucking go. Mm. And was just like, I consciously made that choice to, and you know, in the hour I was kind of hanging out, having breakfast, getting the day ready. I was like, oh, I could go back to sleep. And yeah. then, but I like already signed up for a workout class and like <laughs> I constantly made that choice. And then I was like, you'll feel great at 7.30. And I, oh. I remember, remember walking home from the gym at 7.30 and being like, fuck, I feel, I feel high. Like I'm high on life right now. Dude, that is gold. What you just said, you'll feel good at. Yeah. Yeah. It's a consequence. Consequences can be good yes. too. And a lot of consequences are good. Well, like not only that, but like also giving like your future self some priority over like your current self. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty like it's, it's always an, an investment in yourself for sure. Yeah, man. I like this question. So if potential were like a physical place on a map, let's say you could plug it into the GPS in the Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be more fun to you, Dave? Would it be like the trip, like the journey there? Or just getting there in itself. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent, the journey there. Okay. Because you like, you know, encountering the the road bumps and and learning on the way there. Because those experience you to be a different person when you actually get there. If you could just say, hey, here's a billion dollars, do this real fast, and you're done. You wouldn't enjoy that, you know, end of the end of the road as much as you know actually going through the tribal trials and tribulations and everything. And I love. You know, I love the grind and the hustle and everything. So I don't think I could give that up. You know, it would it would make me not be able to enjoy it as much. This guy loves the grind and the hustle. Success leaves cues. So I would I would pay attention to that. that that's definitely huge. What's your favorite empowering quote that you'd love to leave with the audience today? Oh, win the day. Win, All right. win the day for sure. I was a uh, Oregon was like my favorite team growing up watching football and everything. And they had the coolest jerseys. And I always, yeah, wanted, to, I always wanted to play there. And their whole big thing was win the day. I think it's above, it's above like their tunnel when they walk out yeah. and everything. And they it was just like, it. you have the control to just win the day, just win the day. And then those days, those days pile up and you know, you're constantly, constantly winning. So you're always propelling yourself ahead. I love it, man. And last but not least, I'm really big on visualization. You know, I think that. Anything that we see today started off as a thought, 
one of the cool things I got to experience this past summer was going to Machu Picchu. And I remember, I'll never forget, turning that corner, you know, in this like super secluded mountain in the Andes and just seeing like this like dead old city, like still standing. I'm like, holy shit. Somebody like thousands of years ago turned the same corner. None of this was here. And they thought to create that, you know? So I'm curious, man, like what are some of your thoughts right now that you hope to manifest specifically within the next six to nine months? Like where are we going to see David? in the next six to nine months. And that could be anything, man. I don't care if it's business, personal, whatever. I think I want to start getting into more and more high-end, uh, in the business context, high-end development space. Okay. You know, getting uh, my own, you know, condo listing where it's, you know, 10, 12 condos on a new project, you know, driving by and see you see like uh, the construction site and then it has the tarps on the side. I want to have it say David DiPietro and, oh, you know, nice. the luxury outfit on there. And really, I, I can kind of visualize it and it's starting to become more and more real. And I, I know it's just that kind of that one relationship. So it's always treating, you know, that relationship like it could blossom into that. You know, mm-hmm. I work with work with clients kind of on all spectrums, but you never know who knows someone. And, you know, you always got to give your own sense of professionalism and your own standard to, to everyone. I think that that will ultimately lead to that. So I'm um, really putting myself in a big label physically of myself on something. And I think that, that, that I can ultimately fill that here in the next year. For Dude, sure. I love it, man. Obviously we're homies, so I'll be keeping up with you, but I'm definitely gonna have you on again okay. to see, you know, in, at the end of that nine months, if there's a banner here in, in lovely Denver that we can okay. point to, I think that'd be uh, amazing. That'd be a great piece of social proof for anybody that, you know, feels like they haven't quite yet started. It'll be a good testament as to what can be done. Hey, if this podcast keeps getting attention, you could be the you could be the financer on there. <laughs> <laughs> so inside Dude, job. I, I'm always gonna cash for the right project. But Dave, I want to acknowledge you real quick, man, for just like being yourself. You know, you're like I said, you're this expansive character, and I think it's so easy to quickly put you in a bucket to just label you as such. But you know, you you also bring something more to the table. And I think that's great for people to see because in my mind, at least, it starts to break down some of those automatic, you know, ways of thinking that a lot of us sort of hold with this life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K. Sona.com slash chat to book a 15 minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.